Hashtag Tour Beast, hosted by DJ Gregory Thomas. on the microphone. I don't know what I say. I always say weird stuff. I always feel like obligated to introduce myself in a ridiculous way. Like, yo, yo, it's your boy. It's GT. Like, it's just me. What's up? How you doing? It's another late night intro. My phone's always going off because I forget to turn it off. I don't know why I'm getting uh, notifications at 3 o'clock in the morning because nobody ever calls me. But, anywho, back to what I was getting at. I want to welcome everybody out, everybody that's listening, whoever you may be, whoever you may be, to Tour Beast Radio. I am the Tour Beast. Um, I want to thank everybody for being a part of this uh, Beast Nation. Uh, you know, I've been putting out there the uh, Mom Beast shirts, Tour Beast shirts, Diet Beast shirts, uh, Fit Beast shirts, Gym Beast, all that stuff. And uh, I appreciate all the people that have been, you know, picking up the things off of the website. Make sure y'all go check it out uh, at www.thetorbeast.com. It's also on the Etsy site. You can search uh, the Tour Beast, Tour Beast is one word. And go pick, why am I getting so many messages? This is crazy. They're not even messages. It's just my insulin pump telling me I'm doing a terrible job as a diabetic. Anyway, this episode right here, I meant to do a... 15, maybe 15 minute episode, and uh, it ended up being an hour. I don't know how that happened. I definitely dropped the ball on that. But the funny thing is, we started talking, and it just kept getting better and better and better, and... I had to get all that, and I, I had to share that with everybody. Who is messaging me? This is crazy. But you know I'm doing something live right here? It probably made more sense if I put it on on vibrate. Anyway, I'm blowing the whole introduction. We're already two minutes in, and I haven't even talked about anything important. Make sure y'all check it out. BPM Supreme. We're sponsored by them on these episodes. Uh, DJs, they have great content. You can check my bpmsupreme.com. That's got BPM Supreme Latino. It's just so much Latin music, man. It, it is a great source for a DJ record pool, so make sure you check them out. Uh, make sure you check out the Tour Beast Apparel, Beast Nation Apparel. Uh, I personally make every piece of apparel that comes through with the orders, so you know it's made with love, you know what I mean? Because I'm making it. So make sure y'all check us out. This episode is about to start right now with my man, Austin Madison. Got it. All right, what's up, man? I'm back. GT, I'm here with Austin. Austin Madison. So, uh, what's up, man? Introduce yourself. How you doing? Name is Austin Madison. Um, out here on tour. So it's, uh, it's been a good time. We've uh, been putting in the hours, for sure. You're definitely a tour beast for sure. Oh, I so that. yeah, Mr. Mr. To be. Twenty jobs. You yeah. work like a Jamaican. <laughs> if you don't know who Austin is, and you know you haven't been able to check out a picture of Austin, he is very white, <laughs> with an army haircut and thick old army glasses. Yeah, that's um, that's that's pretty much. I, I look like about seventy five percent of the cast of Mash. 
Yeah, and most of the listeners have never seen MASH. Oh, well. Yeah, that's something that so. came on, like, was that like the 80s? <laughs> uh, I believe it was mid-70s. Mid-70s? Yes. So I was just watching reruns? Well, yeah. TV land, my friend. I didn't, I thought my grandparents were watching MASH, like, as the episodes were coming out. So well, maybe... I mean, it's possible. It was a movie first. And MASH then, was a movie? Yes, MASH was a movie first. And then they made the TV series after the movie had come out. Is that why you want to join the military because of MASH? Um, not entirely, but uh, you know that's part of it, I guess. MASH. MASH. Is what movie? What was the movie that said, "Yo, I want to do this"? To join the military? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a movie per se because it's it's got movies and TV shows are such a poor representation of like what military life is actually like. Like, I'm, I'm sure it drives a lot of guys crazy when there's, like, a group of Marines and a guy comes in. It's like, all right, soldiers, listen up. But they're not soldiers. They're Marines. And the same thing on, like, a show about... Is there about, a difference between yeah, soldiers and Marines? Yeah, it was a Marines? different branch. So what is a soldier? Like, a army? Soldier, an army? If you're in the Army, you're a soldier. If you're in the Marine Corps, you're a Marine. Are you an airman if you're in the Air Force? In the Air Force, correct. What if you'd never go in the air? You would still be considered an airman. Maybe you're a failure as an airman. Can you be a but, SEAL if you can't swim? I doubt it. I don't think so. Are you sure? Yes. Is that a question? That question was not on the ASVAB, so I don't know for sure. I don't know what an ASVAB is. I feel like an ASVAB is the, something that you get checked rectally, like as you get to a certain age. Uh, it could be it as well. Yeah, they like, did hey. give me a full physical when I had to go into the MEPS or military entrance processing station. And they checked you for prostate? Um, checked your prostate? No, but they did make me get naked in front of them without saying too much it's for pee i had to pee in a cup in front of them and then after you're done they like i don't work here and then you ran out the door like an episode <laughs> of the simpsons that would have like, been true at that time yeah <laughs> it's just yo would have been true like, you know the doctor comes in and says hey man i got a couple of questions to ask you you'd be like well, what about the guy that just right. stripped me naked and Check my prostate. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we were actually looking for that guy. He's been on the run. That's right. Yeah, he went AWOL about nine years ago, and he's been on the run ever since. The ASVAB is a uh, test to um, sort of, uh, I guess, see where your strengths are, and it breaks it down into several different categories. Mechanical knowledge, scientific knowledge, word association, paragraph comprehension, um, putting objects together to see what you qualify for. And it's on a scale of zero to a hundred. Anything above, you know, 60 is considered pretty good. I got a 75 on my test. So I qualified for a good amount of, of jobs. 75 out of a hundred? 75 and in the scale of what they have it. Yeah. So it's like a hundred, like it's you get percentile. to be president. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you get to own the army. President yeah. if you pass over 30. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Like, a, like the general of the military. Um, not initially. You just get to come in that way. Correct. Yeah. That's cool. I wanna. I, I wonder what I, I kind of just want to take the test just to see. I think you should. I think you should. Yeah, they didn't let me I join was... because I was diabetic. So, Is that right? Yeah. Did you like Off talk to a recruiter or anything? Well, they called me and I was like, "Well, I called them." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm interested." And they asked me like a billion questions. Are you this? Are this? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, yo, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah." You diabetic? Yeah. We'll call you back. And then I was pretty much, he came back and said, yeah, we can't help you. I was like, bruh. And like at the time, I think. What was the branch? uh, I think it was the Air Force. My granddad was, my granddad was an airman. So like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to follow in that 
situation. Right, but right. I wanted to be a hacker. Like I really just wanted to be a hacker. At the time, I was a beast of a hacker. That's I did a lot of stuff yeah. that was not legal at the wild. time. Well, you need to get on a TV show. No, because since it was not legal at the time, I still don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what the okay. statute's limitations are for things I've I done. don't know either, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, people were, a lot of people were, were like, so I'm 25. Most people join right out of high school. Yeah. And well, But you have a degree, most, right? I have my degree. So does that mean, yeah. so since you have a degree, doesn't that mean you could be like a, off, like a, uh, like a higher ranking? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's called officer, um selection school the selection process entails a ton but you have to have your degree in order to go through it and I, a lot of people were like why the hell would you want to join the military especially now you know like why didn't you join when you were 17 and that sort of thing and like i have a ton of reasons why i want to but the shorthand is i just tell people i'm in it for the car rental discounts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i get a lot of fun looks i thought that. you're in it for the haircuts well, no, I've been having this haircut since I was a sophomore in high school. I oh, that's that that's a time. that's a personal choice. Correct. I thought you were just yeah. getting prepared for no. a military haircut. No, that was funny. That was a big problem I had in New York. When I lived in New York, I used to work at this bar and get off at like 3 o'clock in the morning, Manhattan, Times Square, and take the train back to the back part of Brooklyn. And people would feel very safe talking to me. So a lot of people would come up and ask me for directions. <laughs> and I was like, at three o'clock in the morning, oh, absolutely. I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to this guy because oh, yeah. he's um, white and he has a military haircut. Correct. Did you have those same glasses? Uh, I did. Yes. How is that even possible? You know, um, when I was doing stand up, I used to have this joke. It's my mom's favorite joke that I do. Uh, your, your mom used to go watch you do stand up. My mom came to see me do stand up in New York. Uh, she came on a trip there. Yeah. So it was like a real club you'd be in and not like stand up with your teddy bear and like oh, living no, yeah. there. Oh, like... dude, I, yeah, I was doing open mics for a year and would just bomb into hardcore one place after another. And then I would get lucky every four or so nights and have a decent set. And uh, it's kind of like the same thing that I would imagine like DJing. It's all about who you know. Then I had some friends who saw me like do some good sets they're like, hey, you're pretty funny. You want to spot on my show? I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, you just kind of do bar show after bar show after bar show until you make enough connections. And I did a joke. I was like talking about how people will talk to me on the subway at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I'm, I'm so generic looking. I was like, I was on the middle of 6th Avenue the other day. And out of nowhere, some guy just came up to me and was like, hey, do you work at Best Buy? And I was just like, probably. And that was my mom's favorite joke that I've done. That's a joke? Yeah, I wish I had sound effects so I could do like. Could I, do you want like, to do like a wah wah effect? Yeah, like a like oh, a boo, okay. you know what I mean, or something like that. Like, but hey, if your mom loves it, that's all that matters. That's all. That's all I care about. So I guess technically that's, that's like why mom I don't jokes. Do stand up anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not true. I you know so I did stand up that uh, I did say, well, a couple of times. I, I was always terrified to do it because I feel like all the things I've done, including skydiving and dunking on trampolines and all sorts of crap, scariest thing I've ever done is. Step in front of a crowd for a stand-up show or a comedy show. That was, that's, that's so weird of like a thinking in in terms of like a thought process. Why would that be considered more uh, quote unquote scary than doing something that you could legitimately break your femur doing? Like I think it's because I have control. Okay. Of a situation, yeah. I have control over if I dunk. I have control if I land. I have control. I can prepare for that. Right. I don't have control over whether or not you like my joke. 
So, I mean, everything right. you put yeah. together is a theoretical thing, right? Oh, that's what I love about so it. So, you make the joke yeah. assuming people are going to understand it, relate to it, mm-hmm. and laugh at it. However, you don't know what you're walking into when you start your day. Right. You know, and if you over-prepare for it, it's kind of hard to switch up. You know, there's just a whole bunch of things. I was like, yo, I'm freaking terrified. But also because I want to be great at whatever I do. How long of a set did you do? Okay, first time I did it, eight minutes. Right? right? Good Lord. Eight minutes, first one I've ever did. And I killed it. All right? So I I got my confidence. And then um, I put a video out. And uh, at the time I was doing acro dunk, one of the schools followed me on Facebook, one of the person that books the talent. Because uh, they book us for the dunk shows. Mm-hmm. She saw my comedy act and says, hey, I want to hire you to do a one-hour comedy show. And I'm like, can I do like 30 minutes or 45 minutes? She's like, no, it has to be a four-hour. No opener. And I was like, holy crap. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, okay, bet. Because back then, or not even back then, now if someone asks me to do something and they're going to pay me, I'm going to say yes and do it for the most part. See, that's a risk. Like, because most comics, when they're, like, first start, like, let's say, like, the pinnacle of your career is you're on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. That six-minute set that they do, they've been working on that six minutes for the past three years. You know, just working on that, honing down. Each word has a place. Each timing is exactly timed perfectly to do that set. Mm -hmm. Going from eight minutes to an hour is nuts. I remember in college, one guy asked me to do a, a comedy show. He was like a local DJ at a bar that was super popular in my college town. And he was like, let's do a 40-minute show. You do 20 minutes, and then we have an intermission, and then you do 20 minutes again. And you as an entertainer know how terrible of an idea that is. Yeah. After the first 20 minutes, you're just going to lose all momentum, and everybody in there is just going to leave. And then to come see the same guy do 20... I, I, maybe had, I maybe had eight minutes of like good material at that time 12 if i was lucky and so i was like i got a friend who's a comedian let's have him do 20 minutes and then have me do 20 minutes and he was like okay that's a better idea but i was like too young and too stupid to be like i should have just said let's have like three or four comics each do 10 minutes yeah four good 10 minute sets is better than one absolute terrible 40 minutes yeah you know but I, you know, the funny thing about that is, to me, none of that shit mattered or even crossed my mind. Hmm. I was like, an hour? I'm going to write an hour's worth of material and I'm going to be fucking great. That's insane. Bro, like, I didn't do, I didn't do any <laughs> open mics. I didn't test yeah. out any jokes in front of strangers. I put the whole shit together and then I went out there and did it. You actually did this hour? Yeah. Fuck you mean. Yeah. Damn. And the worst part was so like, uh, so I had, you know, cameras weren't like as good as they are now back then, right? right? So I had a camera and I'm what like, year look, would this, 2011. 2011. Okay. I'm, I'm on the the ninth year on my memories that it came okay. out. So 2000, yeah, 2011. So I remember uh, I gave the lady, the one that hired me, my camcorder, and I'm like, all right, we'll record it. Press this, press this, and. She turned it on and never recorded it. Oh, no. And it was, go- like, that was my promo yeah. for everything that was supposed to take place after. Because there were, like, a bunch of schools that are interested in seeing. Because they'd see me be funny. Right. But yeah. they wanted to see me on stage. And that was yeah. my moment yeah. 
to just absolutely just have all yeah, everything yeah. I need. It was full. It yeah. was like two fifty. Um, it was a, it was a college like one of those college um, events that they put together. Like you know, for the school oh, where right, you guys right. come, yeah. it was comedy night, whatever. Yeah. We have special guests, da da da. So mm-hmm. it was like it was a big deal. Like they had you know promo for me all over the school and all that stuff. And I went out there, bro. I killed it, and it was I felt great, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the deal with me is I took three months to put the whole show together. And I took two of those months where I didn't do anything but mm-hmm. study comedy, study other comics, write, erase, rewrite. Yeah. And and then, you know, I had this finished product and I was and then you know when it comes to writing jokes, you write a joke or you tell a joke and you're like, Oh, I could work with that. You know, so maybe mm-hmm. so you tell yeah. it to some people and they're like, Oh, that was funny. You write it down. And then you're like, All right, well let me make this funnier. Let me make it perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you make the joke perfect, but then you've heard the joke so much, it's not funny to you anymore. So now you're like, is this even funny? So for me, I had gone through my jokes so much trying to memorize everything that it just wasn't funny anymore. And then I got to a point where on the way, because I, I remember I, I was in I was in Northeastern Oklahoma, uh, which is, I forget the name of the town, but it doesn't matter, Northeastern Oklahoma uh, College. But I was driving from Wichita, Kansas. Got a show from there. So I drove there. It was like three and a half hours. I'm going over the jokes. Joke, joke, joke. Like the whole order. By the time I get there, I can't remember any joke. They're all at, like, I couldn't remember one joke. My opening joke, what comes after that, everything was like, I was so nervous that I couldn't remember anything. So what do you do? Like, if you're in that situation, what do you do? An hour before showtime, what are you going to do? And you can't remember one joke. Oh, God. Yeah, What'd you do? I, I, to me, like my initial thought is, I guess I'm just gonna go start with what I remember, and then the rest, I hope to God, comes to me while I'm doing it. Because at that point, you don't have a choice. You're either gonna sink or swim, or jump out the side of the car. You know what I did? What'd you do? I went to sleep. All right. <laughs> I laid down backstage on the floor, and I went to sleep. I respect it. She goes. Hey, you're up. Give it up for Gregory Jones. I walk out and I start doing the show. That's crazy. But it was just like, yo, and I was on there. That's one of those things that if she had hit record, that would have been the night that you forgot your opener and you would have been forever famous on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bombing the good hard. news was it was my camera. <laughs> right. You know oh, yeah. I mean? that's, that's very, yeah, that's very so true. There just... have been so many times where I've like, when I moved, to New York City. I, I went to school in Farmville, Virginia, which you can probably guess does not have a booming comedy scene. Is that where the game came from? Um, I believe Farmville came first, the town, and then the game came afterwards. However, I will have to fact check that. Okay. Um, so I went to school there. Did like some shows. Richmond was a pretty big city close to where I went to school. Did some uh, some amateur comedy shows there. And just worked as a waiter my entire year in college, my entire senior year as a waiter, saving every money that I could to move to New York to do comedy. And so I moved to New York and I was a production assistant working, you know, a pretty typical nine to five doing stand up at night. And then I got laid off from that job. And I'm so glad that I was a waiter because now I, I had, I could keep the roof over my head, so to speak. But that, put me in a position of like what do i really care about in life because i can no longer do stand-up 
You can afford like two thousand dollars a month rent being a waiter. Um, no. If you're a good one, if you're a bartender, absolutely. But there's not a whole lot of that in like these high high end places. I was a bar back in a place called Gallagher Steakhouse, high end steakhouse, celebrities every night sort of sort of place. Mm. And I had to wear a white button down shirt and a black bow tie. And I looked like a 50s milkman. Mm. Like, Especially with the haircut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, same yeah. haircut. I had the same glasses. Full on 50s milkman, like Andy Griffith type thing. And I hated it so much because I was like, this stupid bow tie reminds me of like a <laughs> collar. Like, I'm like a like freaking, a dog. Like a I'm like a, like a dog pet? to this place. Yeah, because they go get this. And Did go people get this and go get this. Pet you and then give you money to do tricks at this place. Was it like um, was it a condescending situation or did you just oh, feel like one yeah. because of the outfit? Well, that didn't help anything. But you know, it's literally you get there and get screamed at by people who make six times the amount of money that you make, so you can go home and eat a peanut butter sandwich. And I was like, what do I care about? Like creatively here and i was like i care about writing and i care about going on adventures so i said if i moved to new york to do a production and comedy and i've done little of both i might as well try a new city to yeah especially if you're that. spending spending that much money to survive and you're not really living oh yeah. yeah yeah it was like i was working i was working 17 18 hour days to then ride the subway for two hours to go sleep for four to you know come back to do the same thing, you don't have. You're literally so consumed by other people's empty dishes that you're like, "What the hell am I doing here?" So that's why I left New York, and it still bothers me that I haven't done stand up in so long because I love doing stand up, and I love writing the process. Like even the bombing process has its merit to it. Like I've done so many shows where I've gone up, I was like, "I know this joke is gonna kill. I know this joke is gonna kill." And you do it, and absolutely nobody laughs. <laughs> the worst yeah. part is, I I would rather have a joke where nobody laughs than have a joke where only one person laughs. Because either that guy's a complete ass, or that joke is so stupid that only the dumbest guy in the audience could find it funny. It's an interesting way of thinking about a joke. Well, I mean, yeah, there, I always thought that there's... A, need to be a certain amount of intelligence in it because anybody can write a joke about your your genitalia that doesn't take any thought are you still talking about that you gotta tell people the story because i feel like this is specific to one situation oh, i mean well, yeah because <laughs> yeah, i don't think you've ever let it go how many years ago was this as his my senior year in college so okay yeah, so tell the story. Three please, four? please tell the story right, because so it's obviously you feel some sort of way about there was it. a in Richmond, Virginia, there's a comedy club called The Funny Bone. And they would have this amateur uh, comedy competition called uh, Clash of the Comics. And if you brought X amount of people to the show and they bought a ticket and a drink, then you could perform. So I had uh, some friends of mine from college come out to the show. They let me perform. Had a really good set. Had a really good set. Didn't, didn't swear at all. Didn't talk about my genitalia at all. <laughs> Didn't talk about anybody else's genitalia, and it was a it was a good set. Um, and then at the end of the night, after the ten comics perform, they call up the top three, and they say, you know, 
Jim Johnson in third place, and, you know, so on and so forth. And they say, and our third place winner is Austin Madison. And I was like, man. And then the other two guys who, I, I couldn't tell you who won, but the other two guys who got second and first place, their whole set was about their butthole or someone else's butthole or putting something in their butthole or putting something in someone else's butthole. And I was upset that... You didn't talk about your butthole? I was upset that I, that, that was viewed as a superior form of, of, of comedy. But that doesn't, you know, it doesn't take any thought to achieve that. You know, that, that's not, there's no challenge there. So I love I love the challenge of the thought process. Do you think that sort of thing? You would have felt better. Let's say you would have known butthole's the way to go, right? Mm-hmm. Butthole's the key to success. Yeah. Would you have then succumbed to the butthole appeal? I don't think so. So you just stuck to your morals. Well, it's not even morals, but you know Jerry Seinfeld didn't cuss in his comedy because it cussing worked and he bothered him that it only worked when he cussed in this comedy so he's like there's there's something wrong with that yeah but that's still that's still a morality type situation you know what i mean like that's still like how you feel about it you know it's not like someone saying that's you know you're breaking the rules if you talk about your buttholes like i'm not gonna talk about my butthole because i'm better than that yeah and you decided to go that route but you lost yeah yeah so if it was worth winning you would have to just include mm-hmm. one butthole. Joke. Well, nobody does comedy to win a competition. Uh, what if the winning was Summer. money and you the needed to pay for your rent? Oh. I mean, at some I mean, point, at some point, it's like, all right, well, let's say you wanted to make it and only people are making it talking about their butthole. Do you then stick with your butthole virginity or do you just give up the butthole? Give up the butthole. Yeah, wow. this is the most what important. Phraseology that. Was. Hey man, sometimes you gotta give up the butthole to make it. Sometimes in life. you gotta give up the butthole to give ahead, get ahead, <laughs> give ahead. Give ahead. Oh gosh, where are you? Where's your mind Shit, at, sir? Wait. I don't know. We're gonna have to um, conclude this really quick because right. I need you up out of here. Right, I apologize. Um, no, I think I would have just stuck to my guns and done what I normally do. And that's oh, why no. your butthole is unscathed. That's why it's unscathed. It's All right, and that's a great champion. Trend. Great transition into you date black girls. That is correct. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Yes, you do not like most surprising when, fact about me. When I heard <laughs> that, because like I met you last year, but it was briefly. Yeah, like we you were with us for like a day or two. Or yeah, like, in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, Austin likes black girls, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, army haircut likes likes black girls, right? Like, yeah, like black, black, black girls, not like mm-hmm. light skin might be mixed. Culturally, no, like, Keisha's, like, <laughs> what's your girlfriend's name? What's my girlfriend's name? Keandra. Exactly. Like, Keandra. to date a Keandra, Sorry. you have to really... She wears wigs, too. What? Yeah. <laughs> Does she want people to know that? Or... Too late. Shit. Yeah. She's the most beautiful girl on the planet. Oh, you Without were... her wig. You are cute. I don't know if I've ever... Seen a girl without a wig that I've dated. Oh, yeah, like I think yeah. I might be traumatized. And you that. Want me to show you? No, yeah, no, 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 sure. no, no. Your girl's gonna be so mad that like. Right. Yeah, I don't think. Okay. No, I respect it. Did she have pictures of her without her wig on Instagram? Yeah. 
Without her wig on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just making sure. Because, you know, some girls, they don't ever want to be seen with that. You know what I mean? So right, right. If you're yeah. out here just putting a business on there, then it's going to be a long... No, no, she, she you're going to have a long, basic training. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not very uh, secretive about that. Yeah, she seems very confident. She's a very confident yeah. person. But, yeah, you, you date exclusive. You've dated black girls. And not I learned... exclusively. I learned you lived on MLK, which is... I did. Even as a black person, I'm not trying to live on MLK. Right, yeah. Now that I have money, like, Central that's not wrong. Central Atlanta, yeah. Central Atlanta. Central Atlanta. MLK. Yeah. The West white Atlanta. guy with yep. the army haircut that dates black girls. Mm-hmm. Tower roll. You are an interesting individual. Yeah. That's crazy. And so the first time I met him, I, first time I met him, I called him Texas A&M. And he was like, why does he call me Aggie? And I was like, well, it's because you look like you attended Texas A&M. If you know anything about Texas A&M, they have Yell Leaders. If you don't know what a Yell Leader is, please Google it. The Yell Leader is like a cheerleader. It's like a male cheerleader. And they said like the Yell Leaders get like all the chicks on campus. And I'm, when I first heard that, I was doing a Texas A&M halftime show, and I was like, this can't be real. Like, just have some guy starting chants at the game. All white suit, you know, like some branch of the military. And he's just out there yelling. And apparently he's like the most popular guys on the net. They show him a picture, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you look yeah. like you would be one of them. Right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know if it's a compliment or not. Um, I really, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the wins where I can get them. I mean, I mean, you know what? Yeah. You you pull it off. Clearly, you're doing thing good things for yourself. Yeah. You got yourself a nice, right. confident girlfriend. <laughs> Join the military. You know, I'm doing well. She uh, she she tolerates my random trivia facts as well. It's 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 going well. You are probably one of the most interesting people I know. I'm just saying well, because <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you about on this on this topic. Which which the the butthole topic or no, the wig uh, topic? What uh, topic are we talking? Black about? women. Black uh, women. Yes. Yes. So my dad taught science for about thirty years. So like when you when you know someone like that, you kind of pick up on these things that you never necessarily thought that you would pick up on. But then I like started getting really interested in the subject matter. So like I know a lot about science that I had never thought that I would be interested in, like dinosaurs, for example. Like, watching Jurassic Park with my dad, he'll point out all of the things that are wrong with the dinosaurs. So I can tell you more about Jurassic Park than you probably want to Why know does your about. dad know all that about dinosaurs? Because my dad's been studying it for 30 years. He taught me. Well, oh, like so your dad years. is Alex. Okay, so his 30 years of experience is what you're saying. Yeah, his 30 years of experience. experience. Genuine, actual Did he actually years. know any dinosaurs? I did not. No, he's not that old. Okay. Um... So we're, you and I have a mutual friend who, uh, <laughs> we're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we're going to this club, and it's, it's, <laughs> he said, Austin, um, I'm trying to think about who this, who this I said, person said, is. I don't know, he may, he's, he's 6'9 and has dreads, um, he says, oh my goodness, a lot. Can I name this person? This year name? or? No, this was last year. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't. we don't have anyone that, is, no, that looks like that. Okay. Year. Yeah, I know who you're talking okay. about. You're fine. And uh, he said, Austin, I don't know if you know this, but you're about to be the only white dude in here. I was like, no, no way. Are you serious? You think so? He's in like, Nashville? Uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga, yeah. Chattanooga, Chat. All he right. said, 
no, I'm serious. You're going to be the only white dude in here. And I said, okay, whatever. And we go in this place. And I'm the only white dude in there. Like, the only white dude in there. So I was like, man, you were right about this. You are right about this. He said, hey, just chill out. There's a couple girls up there at the bar. Let me get us some drinks. Come with me. I said, okay, cool. So I go up with him to the bar. And he says, hey, how you doing? What's your name? One girl's name was Hanukkah, and the other girl's name was... Are you in a strip club? No. No, we were at a cigar bar. Uh, wait, black people at a cigar bar? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hanukkah, Are chicks at a cigar bar? These two were. Uh, okay. Hanukkah and Shanique is what I want to say. That sounds right. It was Shanique. Yeah. So, I'm introduced to Hanukkah and Shanique. And this man goes, goes hey, um... You know, this is my friend right here. Uh, he's a little shy, but uh, I just have a quick question for you. Do y'all know anything about dinosaurs? Because my man right here is about to tell y'all about some dinosaurs. <laughs> it's like, well, that's only the worst pickup line that could exist ever. Did it work? It did not. <laughs> I told him about dinosaurs. They left. They left smarter. They left smarter and faster than they've ever and, left. And faster than they've ever left. And I had no numbers to show for it. Did you? Were you able to talk to any black girls at a cigar bar? In Not Tennessee? that one. No, the the dinosaur kind of anatomy lesson killed it. Did they tell their friends? That I don't know. Are you talking about dinosaur sex? Cause I mean, that's... no, no. Um, we were referring to uh, the size of velociraptors is over exaggerated in Jurassic Park versus the actual fossil record. Yeah, you turned me off, and yeah, I like there right. was I was already at absolute zero. So you know who is not turned off by that? Deandra, she loves it. Is she your don't ever lose her because she's I'm the only you. person. I'm telling you, yeah, ever. Oh yeah, oh no, I agree, I agree. That is she'll, it. She'll she'll call me and say, "Tell me a random fact," and I just like, "Awesome, let's get into this." That's really cute. You know what I mean? Because most most yeah. people don't find that. That weirdo to match their weirdness, you know, so they have to kind of oh, like, yeah. oh, I got, you have to I hide a little lucky. bit of your... I got real lucky. Yeah, you got to hide it, because I'm a nerd, bro, like, oh, yeah. by the core yeah. of me, I'm an absolute computer nerd, you know? I love it, yeah. And it takes, like, you know, someone has to be... Most girls that I guess I've dated lately are computer literate, so okay. usually they're like, yeah. I need you to do this for me, and I'm like, yes. There that's you go. Right. That's like, you know, like, I just had to defend your honor. From these yeah. viruses and this, this spamware, yeah, this malware. Yeah. I just defended you yeah. from malware. Like I, I'm not gonna fight nobody, but I will protect your computer by any means necessary. I love it. Yeah, that's my you thing. you strike me as a gentleman who appreciates a good left turn in a conversation. Of like you think it's going one way, and then it ends up being about something else. Why do you say that? I don't know. You just got that that personality because you left turn pretty quick, you know. Yeah, like, a lot of right turns just as quick. Yeah, I love. Yeah, it. very very so quick. I was, I I like I love hitting Keandra with this, and now it's become a game of how do I make this more creative? Because mm. the first time, so you like to role play? No, not not quite. We did this. Uh, <laughs> she helped me move into my apartment that I that I got, and uh, I had this pack of matches this is like probably like two or three weeks after we started dating and uh, she was in the kitchen and she walked past this this set of matches i said baby you got to get away from that those matches so what are you talking about i say you're too hot that thing's gonna catch on fire and burn this whole place down 
And she was like, oh my God, that's a, the most adorable thing I've ever heard. And now it's become a game of how do I start a conversation and then end up at that same conclusion. Did she end up taking her clothes off immediately? Like it was like... It was about... Or was it like, oh my God, no, and then... It was about 10 seconds. Like afterwards. Bruce Almighty? Correct. And then all yeah. the clothes just... Shh. Right. <laughs> yeah, I lucked out because I don't think that line would work on literally any other woman on the planet. <laughs> Definitely not Shanice and, and Hanukkah. First of all, I can't talk to no chick named Hanukkah, all right? <laughs> Unless you're Jewish, I don't understand like how I'm going to name you know somebody funny? She's Hanukkah. still probably in, in Chattanooga talking to some dude who's like way more handsome than me. Some dude came up to me a year ago, told me about Velociraptors. <laughs> well, the problem is she probably dated Jamal that night. Right. And then he yeah. broke her heart. And she's yeah. like, I probably should stuck with the dinosaur guy because he's yeah. doing big things. Right. <laughs> right. Like right. military benefits. Military benefits. You got to have. All right. So I asked you this question before, and I'm mm-hmm. a thousand percent sure it's probably way too inappropriate for me to ask you again. But I'm going to do it because I'm on board. I mean, it's GT show. So Love it. I'm going to do what GT wants to do. Now, I asked you this, and I only asked this because I, I heard it before. Uh, I don't know. I think it was on The Breakfast Club where I heard someone bring it up. And I'm curious in your interracial relationship, since roles are reversed, has. Yonji ever said, hey, give me that white dick. (laughs) And the the reason is because someone called into a show and they said that they felt so uncomfortable. Roles were reversed. They said, I feel so uncomfortable when my white girlfriend says, give me that in dick. (laughs) And she was like, so I'm asking you, coming from. That's never happened. It was just like, yeah, she's busting the room. It was like, give me that white dick. That's, that's, that's never happened before. No, I mean, do you want me to ask her about that? Like, actually, yes. Like you want? <laughs> I, I I actually GT had a I actually you. you could call her on uh you know what I'm saying say hey she babe I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna say have you ever? <laughs> I was just curious was man because I. I think it's happened like, I don't know. I think it would be so awkward for that to happen. I that would know. like probably stop me in my tracks. I was like, <laughs> you already know. You've seen it before, like many a times. Why but, are you now but, referring but you to know, it? But you know, like, in the heat of the moment, shit comes out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, people will say things and it might not be something that's You're like. You're talking to me more than like a sentence at a time. Then you're not doing what you no, need to do. No, that's a that's a break in the rhythm. We need to. I feel like that's just one. That's just one sentence. It's a brief sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but it's like a, it's a. It's four letters, four words. Right. Yeah. No, I can't do that. <laughs> you out of there? You out of there? I'm out of there. Yeah, you're leaving. I'm leaving. So what if this date one? Like what if this date one? And this is date one. Date one. This is you're oh. like. You're like, you know what? She might be the one. Dinner's great. Get back to the room. Right. Get undressed. Bow. Gimme it. Well, that situation's a little different. That kind of <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean. Like I a... didn't mean like you know. Okay, y'all have been together for like months, and all of a sudden okay. she just changed up completely. I well, mean, that's like, what I thought you were talking. No, no. I okay. mean, like, this is the first time we've ever oh, like, gotcha. and now oh, she, yeah. this is her freak side. Oh, I'm on board. Yeah. If she point, says that? Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. matter or because it, like, it doesn't offend you now? Like, Well, no, that's a good glimpse into who she is. Like, she's like, she's like, okay, she's a little wild here, and I'm on board for it. Okay, so that's how you see it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like You a, wouldn't be offended at all? 
No. Right, well, let's say you were. What, do you, what if you were a black person and the roles were reversed? And she's white. Yeah, and she says the op, like you know what I'm saying. Without me saying, it. okay, yeah. yeah, so like, know, the, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so I'm trying to figure out if it is as offensive if it's the other way around, but it's, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, but just because of, yeah, well, yeah, the connotation and everything yeah. like that is kind of like, all right, now you've crossed a line. Well, there's like an attitude associated <laughs> with that. There's like a negativity on on the first one. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Yeah. I, was, I was just curious. I mean, I was just saying that would be hilarious if they right. did happen. Yeah, because I, I imagine like this is how I picture your girlfriend. Um, what's the name of the chick with the glasses from uh, Big Mouth? <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's her. Uh, not quite. Um, but you know, anything could happen. I guess. Okay, so hopefully that doesn't come out, and hopefully that I didn't get you in so much trouble. Um, I don't think so. With your girl, that and if if or maybe she's been wanting to say it and she just has it, but now she knows your response. I guess we'll find out. She's coming in town on Friday, so I'll make yeah, sure we have to. I have to have. Down. I'm actually gonna put both of you guys in front of the microphone, and then we'll just do that. Oh my god, she would. Misty, be all about it. She would love Misty it. Misty is her name. Misty. Misty. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's that's how I think of your girlfriend. That's pretty funny. That's a that's a pretty interesting because I, I find it interesting when you talk to a guy, they're like, Oh yeah, my whole goal is to like reach fifty by the end of the summer. Like I'm gonna sleep with fifty different women by the end of the summer. Like I've met guys like that and I'm like, How do you like how do you have time for that? Like, aren't you tired ever? I don't know, man. I, I just most of the time I just wanna go to sleep. So yeah, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Plus, Fair. yeah, I don't want it to fall off. If you don't mind me asking, how long how long was your longest relationship? I really haven't had long relationships per okay. se. Like, I've been on like I don't say one of my exes I was on and off with for like four years, really okay. since I started yeah. touring. Yeah. You know, and we kind of just like went back and forth, and I'd leave on tour and. It was an, it wasn't a healthy relationship mm-hmm. by any means, you know what I mean. But like we talked for like four years. Um, okay. Yeah. Like consecutively, it's probably been like probably like a year. Is that right? A year. Yeah. Wow. But I've been traveling dude since two thousand and five. That's true. Yeah. So That's I mean, I've been a full time entertainer yeah. since two thousand. It's definitely difficult to maintain, a, especially like when they're in one space. My, you know, my my thing has always been when a year comes around. If I'm coming up on a year and I don't feel like your wife, like if you're not wifey to me and I don't have any intention on making okay. my wife, then I just go ahead and cut it because there's no point. Okay. You know, especially right. like at this point yeah. in my life, like if we're fighting and we're trying to make it work right. already, yeah. marriage is hard, then oh, there's sure. no yeah. reason to like yeah. continue to already fight into it. Like we're just going to get married just because you're supposed to. And I, right. I, I'm yeah. under the That's impression. Where the problem is. Yeah, in my head, I'm like, yo, for marriage, this has to be my one because I want to do it one time and I want to have kids and I want to have baby mamas. I want to have a family. Mm -hmm. And then when we do decide to get married, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that this situation works. So if I'm already coming in with doubts, that's just bad. Like, to me, that's that's not not where it's at. That's fair. That's kind of where, yeah. And my last ex, like, um, 
recently I thought she was the one. Like I was, I bought a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I had all the whole proposal planned out and everything. You know, before I got to that point, I got to see a lot of red flags that I might have overlooked before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But then they were like, it was it was more like red ambulance lights. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to sirens, like a red, yeah. yeah, like it was loud, you know, yeah. and I had to yeah. kind of step back in the situation. Yeah. And I'm glad I did because, you know, I was one month away from, you know, engagement, buying a house, you know, and after that, you're stuck in a situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember there was one moment, there was one moment when I was like, whoa, you know, and we were talking about a house, and it's kind of like, well, maybe we shouldn't get a house together. Maybe we should get separate houses you know what i mean like i'll mm-hmm. get a house yeah. and airbnb it and then we could do our you know at least i have right, a fallback right. plan yeah. and when i decided to start going towards that fallback plan mm-hmm. mentally yeah then i was already back in that situation because yeah. i got one speed i'm either all in or i'm all out and i'm not gonna be like well i'm in it but i kind of have my doubts like nah, i'm either in or I'm, out. I'm too old for you know to be playing games you know like do you right. do yeah. this or do you want to bullshit well, I have the tremendous advantage of, uh, it was kind of interesting how we, like I was already planning on joining the military before I met her. And then when Keandra and I met, like I was up front, I'm like, hey, this this is what you're going to get, you know. I'm a nerd. I quote movies a lot. I can tell you about dinosaurs. You know, you, you still want to hang out with me? She was like, yeah, for sure. And I was like, okay, cool. Is she as nerdy as you are? Like, does she have her, her Yes, nerd but in a different things? way. Yes. Yeah, she's a... She definitely is, but in a, in a different way. Like, she's not watching um, Back to the Future as much as I am. But Do you currently still watch Back to the Future? All the time. All the time. I love it so much. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm... You are a guy who has an extremely high intellect, so I'm sure you could tell me about a vast number of subjects in the sense of of that. Like, I have this problem of once I figure out how to do something in terms of, like, a profession, then it gets boring to me. Yep, and you have have to find something else to do. Yeah, I have this this deep fear that I'm never going to land in a profession that will sustain me for a long period of time because... I can get bored easily. Like so once you just I hunt down out, Nazis now. Well, yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a, a slight overstatement on. <laughs> I think I think business I is a booming. Yeah, that's a weird topic, but sure, <laughs> sure, I agree with you. But that's what I love about entertainment is that you can make it what you want. You know. Yeah, and it, I mean, and when you do things in different cities, mm-hmm. every city is a new challenge. Yeah, that's true. That's what I like about constant evolution of like, we have the same order of operations that we do every day, but there's always going to be that X factor that you can't anticipate of like, oh, hello, people who were not scheduled to be here, but now you're here. I guess I have to figure this situation out. But I love that moment. I have a love-hate relationship with that because it's like, this is a huge inconvenience to me. But it's also this is a new problem. Yeah, and I, need I get a, excited I need by a solution yeah, like to it. being. I, and I see you work, so I know like you're like me when it's a you got to solve a problem, and you've seen me like I got it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. all right, let's do problem solving. Yeah. Like, I think that's the most exciting thing. Yeah. It's like, all right, this has to get done. It's live, so the show has to go on. Mm-hmm. Let's solve this real quick. Oh yeah, keep it moving. yeah. That 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 time limit when it's you know 
we're playing a one o'clock game and it's twelve fifty three and you gotta figure something out, you're like, I gotta figure this out in seven minutes. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, something else is gonna happen pretty horrible here. I guess we gotta get to it. And you don't have time to like get in your own head. Yeah. That, which I enjoy a lot. Yeah, because you just you're so focused on everything else. That, yeah. You know. Yeah. But my problem is when I get back to the room and I'm like, I take off my you know, GT armor, and it's like, all right, cool. Now what? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. the middle of the night, but most people are like, oh, I'm just going to relax and rest, and my mind is like... Poof. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a... But that's that speaks to who's going to stick with this lifestyle and who isn't, because people who can't do that, you've never heard of them, you know? Yeah, it's true. That's kind of the... the thing that I like. You know the thing this is similar to that. The thing I love most about Keandra is you know, there's I could list numerous qualities about is her it all day. That she's bootylicious? Well that. But okay. also You're not ready for the jelly? She <laughs> she's <laughs> she's intelligent to the point where she'll ask me questions that I've never heard before. Mm. And I'm like, that's a very exciting idea to me. Yeah. That she'll ask me questions that I've never heard before. Or never even heard, like, a version of it before. The other day she asked me, she said, if you could take one last trip in your life and, like, you will, you will, let's say you're, like, 89 years old, you know you're going to die at this place. Where are you going to, like, go out? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, no one's ever asked me anything remotely similar to that before. What did you say? Strip club? I did not. Okay. No. Yeah. No, um, uh, Amazon Island with Amazonians, Emma, Emma, Amazon women. I do not. What's that place no. called? Scaria or something? For, for woman to woman? Oh, the place with, I have no idea. With, that's where I want to go. If I'm about to die, just leave me there. Okay. Hey, you know, teach his own. I was thinking more of a sentimental standpoint. Oh, that's in the middle, all right. Oh, that's fair. No, that's a. That's An cool. island with no men. That's please. Right. That's where, if I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. die, that's the way I want to go yeah. out. Yeah, you know what the biggest problem I had with with Wonder Woman was that they were. You didn't this... answer the question. You gotta answer the question first, and then oh, what did you say you wanted to go? I wanted to go on a uh, fishing trip in uh, South Carolina. That's that your last trip. trip. Oh yeah, a fishing trip. Absolutely, hundred percent. But do you know if she ever takes you there? She's gonna kill she's gonna you. Kill me. Yeah. So <laughs> if you get there, if you get there, get your guard Stay up. Stay away from Charleston bro, for the next seventy-five bro, years. Be prepared to drown her ass oh, in the water because yeah, I didn't you, think about that. Yeah, I, that's the first thing I thought about. See, that's how that's fucked up funny. I am. My mind is like, I wonder if she just wants to kill you. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. but she wants you to be well, yeah, happy you when heard you die. That out of context, but yeah, yeah, it was like more of a contentment. Mm, to... I heard that right. You okay. Know? All right. Don't ever go fishing well, with your girl. That's I can't guarantee that, but hey, if it's your time, it's your time. You know? Put me on your beneficiaries, and right. I wish the best. <laughs> I wish the best for you guys. Good luck right. on that situation. I appreciate that. <laughs> He's gonna kill you. So, uh, something else I wanted to ask you before we got out of here, but um, I could always ask you later. But no, go ahead. I don't Let's remember. I imagine it was good. Uh, Remember I was telling you, I was like, yeah, I just want to do a quick 15-minute interview. Yeah. It's been 50 minutes. Is that right? Yes, we've been talking wow. for 50 minutes. That's the problem with so trying to do... topics that I wanted to get. No. Oh, my biggest problem with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. See, um, it's another 10 minutes. Go ahead. Right, yeah. My biggest problem with Wonder Woman was that they're in this Greek island. 
and then he sailed to There's Germany. somehow an overnight sailboat ride to downtown London. I was like, what? <laughs> that nobody could ever get to. Yeah. <laughs> they went to a they vortex. They a hidden island, and then a, a guy who's a an American pilot working undercover for the English, who's a Hungarian Spoilers. pilot. Spoilers. Just finds it immediately. And then immediately after he finds it, six other guys on rowboats find it. That's supposed to be, they're not able to find it for the past thousand centuries. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Did the rowboats find it or did they leave? No, they're following Chris Pine. And then the rowboats full of Germans just row their way into the, the force field. And they're like, what's this? I really don't remember. I don't remember them being in the force field. I just remember them. I oh, thought no, they encountered them out outside of it when no. they had left. No. They find them. They row into the force field. Because that's why they're all surprised. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, it's because right, they followed him actually, into the thing. And they yeah. just, okay, yeah. yeah. So this is a freak accident. Correct. Even more so that they brought Chris Pine back. But I think that that's some sort of uh, wizardry. Of him not agree. really being back in the next movie. Yeah. I think he's dead, but he's back I, I, as a some sort of. I hate that trope so much. Yeah, exactly. What's it's almost point? it's almost bad as you're just gonna bring him back yeah, in the next movie. It's almost like that bothers me almost as much as it was a dream. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the worst cop out. That of worked a movie. great on Newhart, but it was terrible on like was that Remote Control? Was that movie with Adam Sandler? Oh, uh, Click. Click. Was that and, a dream? Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I woke up," and you know what I mean. And oh, it was like, man. I was like, "Wow." I mean, the movie was terrible anyway. However, making it a dream—that's like I remember being in English class in middle school, and that was like the number one thing: write a story, but it can't be a dream. Like I feel like yeah. if you learn that in middle school, then maybe you shouldn't write right. a whole yeah, movie. Screenwriters should should take heed to that. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do a whole with all these crazy stuff that might happen. And they're gonna wake up, and it's like, whoa." Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine if, if the Matrix was just a dream? Oh, that would be excessively disappointing. Oh, God, you have so much to talk about. But how do you feel about the new Matrix? The new Matrix. Interesting idea, I think. So I, I, I think they, they had to make it because they were disappointed on how they, they concluded it. Yeah. I feel like... Um, I, I've been listening to a lot of theories uh, on what, what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of interesting ones. One one being that they're going to um, go back. People are going to decide to go back into the pods. Okay. Because they don't want to be in the real world. You know what I mean? Oh. And then like people can end up being... Like wear wear them like sleeves and then and then have Neo and them be, I'll be just people that's what it is. playing them. Okay. You know what I mean? Like in in the in the world or however it goes. Like that. there's like a whole bunch of different situations. I, I like, found it interesting because it brings back a lot of the main cast. Oh yeah, I mean that's a topic that you can just reboot anybody, quote unquote, mm-hmm. on it, and that's fine. I remember we had to watch the Matrix in English class because it had a lot to do with Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And then like rebirth, you're yeah, yeah. plugged in, and then you get unplugged, and you're you know reborn, and this sort of thing. Yeah, reaching nirvana. But then like the third movie is like pure Christian symbolism, and I was like, I definitely didn't go there with it. Like, oh really? Oh, rewatch like, oh, the third one. It's a great movie. The third know. one? I just like the whole series. 
But oh, I, I'm a fan of the whole series. The reason like, why I liked it was because at the time I was heavy into graphic design. Oh, okay. So Got the it. fact that they were pushing literally every limit on yeah. as far, I mean, they took, you know, movie filming like so far, yeah. you know, yeah, like the 3D camera. Time. Yeah. Like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the stuff that made me want to, you know, go work at ILM and George mm-hmm. um, LucasArts and like all oh, those yeah, different absolutely. things. Like yeah. that pushed me to do that. So yeah. I was watching the movie from a strictly graphical appreciation as opposed oh, to, there like, movies this is a that great I watched, story. Yeah, there are movies that I watch like that, for sure. Like, one of them, like, I love practical effects of, like, real stuff. You know, how do you make that happen on screen versus, like, all CGI mm-hmm. sort of stuff like yeah. that? That sort of stuff is very fascinating to me. Um, like, Saving Private Ryan has got one of the largest practical effects you know scenes in them of all time that is also historically fascinating as well as visually fascinating but i don't i don't watch transformers for great subplot (laughs) yeah you know i watch transformers to see giant robots blow up other giant robots Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're robots in disguise that's i just want to know where all those extra parts come from Cause I mean, like you have, yeah. <laughs> like the motherfucking Corvette was this big, right? You know, and and then it's a now it's picking twenty five feet, fun, feet. Yeah, fun. like there's yeah. just not enough parts. Yeah, and where do you fire guns from? I read a great thing online in the first Transformers. They say they learned the English language from the World Wide Web, and the mm-hmm. whole movie they're trying to find the the coordinates on the glasses that Shia LaBeouf has, but he's selling the glasses on the internet. <laughs> Why can't you just find them on the internet that you learn the language from? That's too much thinking. Somebody else, you know, somebody, some people have too See, much I, time on that. Do you own, are you a Reddit guy? No, per, for precisely, I know I will do nothing else with my day. Then just go down the, the yeah. freaking rabbit hole? Yeah. Well, I, I came across like a bunch of theories that I had previously thought of. of like, <laughs> you know, if they never sent a Terminator back in time, they would never have would no Terminator. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then I'd come to find out, they're like, there are others people who actually have thought that through yeah well i mean that i feel like that's a comment like i don't know i thought it but then i was like well i'm sure they just gonna act like that's not a thing yeah of course but and there's also like timelines like after they've sent it back then their timeline doesn't exist right so yeah. sending someone back wouldn't change what's happening it's like it's like infinity infinity war yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you send someone back, it's not going to change your reality mm-hmm. because that one is already on its own path. You'd have to bring everybody back and to why, after that moment happened. That's why Back to the Future Part 2 is the best yeah. time travel movie. There's there's so many of you can go on that. Yeah, so Back to Terminator. You can't do that. Right. And I don't know what they expect. <laughs> we send them out, like, everything's yeah. all of a sudden, everything's going to work. Like, nah, it's not how it works. Yeah. And, it and you can't go back the to the future. Because that future doesn't exist yeah. than when you left. So technically, you're not That's even born. Was talking about. Yeah. You're not even born. That's terrible. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, bro. Like, my mind is blown just thinking about that. <sighs> oh, you I should, like, stay up for, like, nine hours just trying to make sense of that one plot line. I do. Oh. Yeah, that's you why I don't, whole, you I don't do a sleep. podcast about that. <laughs> I don't sleep, bro. I mean, I, tinfoil I, hat and... I don't sleep, man, but it's mostly because, like, this stuff, I'm like... I really gotta get to the bottom of this. And the next thing I yeah, know, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's eight o'clock in the morning and I have yeah. to leave again. Most of the time you see me getting yeah. up for the morning to get on the bus. I haven't been asleep because I just decided 
oh, I'm going to learn some other task that I All right. have no That's idea. That's a great episode of Always Sunny. I've never or, seen that show. Oh, really? I hear it's great. I've just got some funny episodes. Like Curb Your Enthusiasm and Always yeah. Sunny. I hear yeah. they're really great shows. I just haven't yeah. committed to because I'm going to watch all of them. Like, I watched The Ranch okay. in like a day because I had That's to. That's impressive. That's a commitment. I watched 24, 24, a whole season of 24 in a day. In 24? Yeah. 24 it's, hours? It's, I want to say That's it's 23 right hours total run time. Oh, wow. Because uh, commercials. commercials. Each episode okay. is like 45 minutes. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you're losing 15 minutes an episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every four episodes you gain an hour. If you really think about mathematically, right? You know, there's there's time. I have to take a nap before I wake up. Like, oh shit, I gotta rewind it. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, I went through the whole season one time, and I I'm, I'm like really impressed with that. I feel like really people should appreciate that more than I think it's great. Yeah, people yeah. don't really give a crap. Do you do like a final wrap up questionnaire like they do on Inside the Actor Studio? Probably because I haven't seen Inside the Actor Studio in so oh long. God. In so long. Oh okay. I was about to so, say. So that guy with that, like, <laughs> like, that one guy that sits there and, like, has that, like, dry, yes. yeah, that dry kind of yeah, and tone. Yeah, he's got a stack like, of about that high off the table. Yeah, I'm more like a in-between-the-two-ferns kind of guy. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Did you watch that movie on Netflix? I've seen so many episodes of Between Two Ferns, I've Dude, not seen the movie. watch the movie. Okay. It is yeah. hilarious. Right. Like, watch it immediately. I feel like we should just start playing now. Just have an hour of just the video, the movie playing, because that would be awesome. Um, Those are funny. Back to the Matrix before we get out of here. Okay. So another, I just remember that another one of the theories is like, Neo's alive, Neo's saved, but Agent Smith is a part of him, and they've kind of okay. merged, so now he's the evil bad guy. Okay. He slowly becomes evil Neo bad guy. Neo is the evil bad guy? Yeah. Oh, no. So, like, you know, all this like time he's been the savior, but now he's sequel. the bad guy to do whatever the hell he's going to do in this uh, situation. If that's what it is, it's a cash grab movie. Like, they didn't... I don't, you know, I don't think... Line. I don't think that he would allow that to be a cash grab. Okay. Like you talking the, about Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Okay. And the brothers slash sisters... Yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever they are at yeah, at the current they, moment. They, they, yeah, they are. Did they all get sex changed, or both of them get both sex of changed? Both them did. Yeah. So they then. Leah and Lana is what I want to say. I don't know. I really don't know what their situation is, but whatever situation it is, I feel like I don't think that they would do it. Also, I also read that that whole movie was plagiarized from somebody else's work. Is that right? Yeah. That. And Interesting. Yeah, I can't remember. The, and I don't want to go into the details because I'll take forever and it's like a whole other thing. But yeah, like they hmm. pitched the story. I think they end up throwing the story out and hmm. not using it. But then most of that story came from this other lady's story. Keanu Reeves needs to get the Lifetime Achievement Award for career moves because he was doing Bill and Ted's, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. It's coming was, back. Oh, I know. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Well, I want to watch that. Yeah, Keanu Reeves never went away. Facts. But he was, John Wick came out and changed the entire game for him. He was definitely a badass in John Wick. John Wick might be the ultimate badass. John Wick is probably my favorite action movie. For like what we were talking about earlier, like practical effects. I didn't realize that you could never see any of the action 
before I saw John Wick. I was like, whoa, I can see everything. Because they have those long takes. Yeah, yeah, instead of cutaways. Yeah, instead of like 900 cutaways. Yeah, that's like the problem with Iron Fist. And if you ever watch Iron Fist. Oh, I tried. And I before, yeah, because before yeah. they started filming it, they, they had to rush it because of the success of the other one so quick yeah, right. that he never learned any karate. And then he yeah, also never it. learned how to act. So right. they had to uh, they had to do so many cutaways for every fight yeah. scene. Like the, the second season wasn't as terrible because he had actually put some work mm-hmm. towards it. But I think like people had discounted already for the fact that it was the first one was so bad they're like, yeah. I can't deal with you anymore. I wasted that whole time watching that movie. But anyway, bring all that back to what I was talking about originally. The white dick. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say something else, but I no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Nah, man. Uh, so, shit. Now I forgot where I was at. Oh yeah. So, so another theory was that the Matrix and John Wick are in the same universe. Can you imagine if you're plugged into John Wick, and then that's why John Wick never dies. No, John Wick never dies because he's John Wick. He starts the sh- every movie off getting hit by a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that should be the end of the movie. That's about how you get hit. And then it's right? a nonstop. That's why stuntmen exist. Two hour. I mean, it's like one night. Like, it's literally been like a day and a half. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the whole series takes place in under a week. Yeah, man, yeah. because, you know, like, <laughs> his dog dies. I mean, I think there was like a little gap at some point towards like the beginning Right, wasn't there like a pack up my stuff type situation where it wasn't like a quick run through? But the like it starts off after he's retired. I, I, I felt like anyway between two. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because there was that time from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. to when the action starts. Yeah, yeah. But like that, la- like two and three, it's, it was literally like hours. Yeah, yeah. It's because they're like, all right, well, now you've been kicked out. This is your journey. Like it picks mm-hmm. up right away, and there's no yeah. gap. We gotta stop. <laughs> but we have to again come back probably this week like I feel like we gotta continue we gotta, go. yeah. we gotta have a part two of this because this can go on forever this is my guy Austin Madison. Uh you gotta say it like that Madison. Madison. Uh you're on social media where can people find you before you join the army with uh... oh I'm on uh, Instagram amadison007 is my Instagram handle that's subtle a little bit I don't think James Bond like his Instagram is James Bond 007. I think it's just 007. <laughs> then he tags. No, then he tags no his location. Point. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah checking worst, into home. The worst. <laughs> checking into ever. checking into base. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real quick on that note, did you read the the theory that the code name is not 007? The code name is James Bond, and that's why there's been so many James Bond over the year, over the years. Then why is the double? What's the 007 for? It's a code name. But I'm saying this is one of the things. But even then, it doesn't make sense because in Skyfall, you go up to his parents' grave and it has Bond on the last name. So that one is a kaput. So, so what you're saying is that there are different people as the James Bond? That is one theory. So everybody's just been a different person playing it in the real life story of 007. Correct. And not all these different Roger Moores have all been the same person. Is what Correct. You're yes. Oh, okay. Yes. But isn't that like a like these things are out of chronological order, right? Isn't that the whole situation that they're just different stories of James yeah. Bond? And... Right. Yeah. Casino Royale was the first book ever written of James yeah. Bond, but it was like the twenty second movie ever made. 
that had more to do with copyright issues than anything else. Okay. And then, so, they have the new chick spy, the black chick, yes. that's in the new one. Correct. But then they said that James Bond's never going to be a female. Do you know that? Because people, people were, you know, like, oh, she's going to be the new James Bond, the new oh, 007, right. but yes. they're like, James yes. Bond's always going to be a male yes. character. Yes. I don't, I don't know if I would be happy if they switched the like that took that type of thing you know it's I mean, an interesting idea for sure i'm all about you know equal me too like you know what i mean but i feel like some characters you just gotta leave them like they are you know what i mean like that's their thing i think switching the gender of james bond to like a jane bond would completely end the series I think it's an interesting, but they have such a great platform where they can expand on that idea yeah. so much. Yeah, I think that that's the plan is to give her her oh, own yeah. situation, oh, but not shit. to replace. I'd watch it. Yeah. Would you like to see Idris Elba? Seeing how James Bond shouldn't be a woman, cloudier, but what if he was black? Oh, I don't have any issue with that. The thing with Idris Elba is, the man is already in his like mid to late forties. So we're not going to have another James Bond movie for five years, years at least. conservatively. You know, like, I think they'll I feel like probably... they used to crack out more James Bond movies. Well, they were easier to film. And then now, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, well, well he took Connery a break. He took a big it. break to do other stuff. Yeah. Because he didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Daniel Craig is 49 years old. I think they'll probably pick some young buck who, like, has some more bankable years on him, per se. Idris Elba's got a tremendous career in front of him, um, of course. But Well, then again, Liam Neeson was in his freaking 50s. And he when started he started? Doing yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Liam Neeson, I could be wrong. Liam Neeson is the ultimate, I got kidnapped, I have one phone That's call. That's true. That then he made true. that other movie with the where like the, the mob killed his friend or whatever. I don't know. Either. The snow one. I wouldn't even know it. What? You don't know what I'm talking about? The mob killed his friend, the snow one? Yeah, that should tell you everything that you need to know in life. It was like in like <laughs> Antarctica. It takes place in like a snowy... Oh, gray? Where he's like... No, no, not with the wolves. Oh, that's what... That was another yeah, great Liam movie. Liam Neeson in the snow movie, I'm thinking of. All right, so Liam Neeson, Cold Pursuit. Oh, I don't know what that is. You've never seen the trailer for Cold Pursuit? <laughs> this movie's... All right, 2019. Uh... Must Neil Coxman's quiet life as a snowplow driver comes, see, that's why I said snow, comes crashing down when his beloved son dies under mysterious circumstances. His search for the truth soon becomes a quest for revenge against a psychotic drug lord named Viking and his sleazy henchmen. You got me on. Transformed from upstanding citizen to cold-blooded vigilante. <laughs> Sets that's off great. a chain of events that includes the kidnapping, a series of Deadly misunderstandings and a turf war between Viking and a rival boss. Say no more. I'm on board. Yeah, you had me at Liam Neeson kills people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had me at Liam Neeson. All right, yeah. but we gotta go. All We're right. gonna continue this at some other point because I absolutely love having you talking well, crazy conspiracy theories and joining the military. <laughs> oh my gosh, and your, your girlfriend and whatever she likes to do in the boudoir. Right. Yeah. With a wig or without a wig. Did she ever put on wigs to be a different person? Is that a thing? She ever said, like, why so date... I'm sure that's a thing. Why date seven girls when I can give you seven different looks? The only idea that I couldn't get on board is, like, if she tried to do an accent for each different one. Hmm, is she terrible at accents? No, but no one is... 
Except for Seth MacFarlane is good at seven accents. What if it was just two? If it was two accents? Yeah. Mm-mm. No. So you're just not on board for the... I'm not on board. No role playing at all. You just... I'm not against it, but you just like if you're your... doing a goddamn character, then... You gotta be all... <laughs> you gotta... You're gonna be... She's <laughs> gonna try to... Give me a script. She's gonna try to impress you, dude, if you... Fucking pissed from her performance. Right, hey, yeah. performance of seven. Right, so at tea. best. <laughs> Giving a full review and she's just trying to, you know, you're a terrible I, human I being. I could go on another 30 minutes about this. We gotta we gotta finish this. Wrap it up. Austin, what is it? Something 007. What was your... A Madison 007. On Instagram. On Instagram. You have Twitter? I do not have Twitter. Nothing important to say. Nothing important to say. Not on Twitter. Uh, support troops. All right. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, America. Hell yeah. That's, I love it. Only thing better than America is Texas. Yeah. On that note, I'm DJ Gregory Thomas. <laughs> Make sure you follow the Tour Beast uh, at Tour Beast on Instagram. You can hashtag Tour Beast. Uh, follow us. Uh, the website is thetourbeast.com. We got the shirts, got the episodes, got all that stuff. If you're searching on iTunes or Spotify, just search the and then Torbies, which is one word. Torbies is one word. All that good stuff. I'm out. It's been an hour and ten minutes. It's supposed to be ten. I blew it. I'm gonna try again next time. But I'll probably fail miserably. Holla, GTR. Hashtag Torbies. Hosted by DJ Gregory Thomas. Thomas.